I'm Tiffany Norris, and you're listening to This is Richardson, a podcast that tells the stories of the people and places of Richardson, Texas. In this episode, I'm talking with Ian Gill. He's the music and artistic director of the Richardson Community Chorale, and he's on a mission to make Richardson a singing city. Now, things have certainly changed in our city and our world since we recorded this interview back in February. But we believe that we need music and the joy it brings now more than ever. Well, how long have you been with the Chorale? I started with the Chorale. I'm actually the founding music and artistic director. Uh, We started in 2016. And when we first started, it was just 26 singers. And the choir had actually been with UTD. It was kind of a community chorale slash class. So some students were in it and some community members. And uh, when it broke off from UTD in 2016, uh, there was about a handful of people who said, we want to keep this going. And so they got the word out about it. And uh, like I said, we had 26 people who first came to our rehearsal in September 2016. And we had our first concert in December of 2016, and we've been going strong ever since. How many members do you have now? Now we have a little over 60. Wow. Um, we have uh, a little over 70 on the roll of singers who, uh, you know, some people because of illness or because they're traveling can't sing every concert. Uh, but we have a little over 70 on the roll, but most of our concerts are right about 60, uh, 65, anywhere around in there. Uh, so we've really grown over the last four years, uh, and that we're really proud of. So Nice. And have you seen attendance at your concerts grow? In it has. It has, yes. Our first concert, which was at Arapaho United Methodist just down the street uh, from where we are now, uh, there's about 100 people. And so we've kind of grown our audience from there to anywhere between 450 and about 500 people now. So wow. uh, we're just, it's word of mouth. We use a lot of social media and just try to spread the word about what the crowd's doing. So you practice here at the First Methodist Church? We do. Right? Uh-huh. Monday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, we rehearse, and uh, it's a non-auditioned chorale. So anybody that loves to sing is more than welcome to come and sing with us. Uh, we have some people who uh, don't read music at all, and then we have some people who have taught music in college or in high school or middle school. Uh, we've been teachers before. We have doctors and lawyers and all, all sorts of people who are in the chorale. But uh, we're very proud that it's a non-auditioned chorale, and it's welcome to anyone who loves to sing, no matter their experience or background. Okay, and is there uh, any connection with the church as well beyond uh, the practice space? Or? Not necessarily, no. We, uh, when we first started out at Arapahoe United Methodist just down the street, I met the director that was there at the time, and um, we got in touch with him and said, you know, is this a space that we could, we could come and uh, rehearse? And he was very kind and let us come and rehearse there on Monday nights. And so we've just, uh, as we grew, uh, we needed a new space. And so it just so happens that some of our members that are in the corral uh, are also members here at the church. And so they just kind of put a feeler out and said, maybe this could be a place we could come and rehearse and perform. Uh, And that's kind of how it it came to be. Over a few months, there were some conversations about moving over to First Methodist, and we love it here. The facilities are incredible. We rehearse in the Fleming Rehearsal Hall, uh, which is uh, just across the way there, and it seats a little over 100 uh, comfortably, and uh, you can put, there's space on the floor to put some instrumentalists, and there's a piano in there, and and, uh, it's a great space to rehearse, and our concerts are in the sanctuary, uh, which is just behind us there, and that seats well over a thousand between the balcony and the floor, and the choir loft can sit comfortably 100, probably 120. Okay, and so do you do two concerts a year, is it? We do. Okay. Uh, when we first started, our, our first concert was, uh, at that time, it was Christmas with the RCC, but I guess you could say the first annual Christmas with the RCC. And uh, so we do secular music, we do sacred music on that concert as well, some familiar carols and familiar holiday songs. 
So we just finished up our fourth one of those, which was this past December. And then we do a spring concert, and that's been a varied amount of repertoire. Uh, Some concerts we've done have been, uh, we did a concert called Sing for Joy, uh, which was kind of an eclectic mix of songs. There were classical songs, there were Broadway songs, there were folk songs, kind of newer things. Then the next year after that, we did a spring concert called The Land We Love, which featured music by Leonard Bernstein, Irving Berlin, a wonderful new composer named Evan Mack, Stephen Foster, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, and Don McLean. So it had a pretty wide variety of of repertoire on that. And then our next spring concert uh, this past year that we did in the spring was called A Taste of Italy. And it was all Italian music, uh, not all in Italian, but uh, some pieces in Latin, some sacred music, some opera choruses, folk songs, uh, tunes called balettos. Uh, So uh, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed that concert a lot, and we're looking forward to... uh, to our next concert. So what is the next? Celtic Voices, and it will feature all Celtic, Irish, Scottish music. Uh, we'll have a dance troupe from the McGuire Dance School uh, here to dance while we have uh, the band, Five Second Rolls, an Irish band, the local band. Uh, we'll be playing uh, some jigs and reels and things for them to be able to dance to. Uh, we also have the Forte Ensemble from Pierce High School, uh, which is a select auditioned group from Pierce. And so we're very lucky to have all of them coming to join us. And the concert will be right at an hour, probably about an hour and five minutes. But uh, it's going to be a fun, fun concert. I think people are really going to enjoy it. And we have a reception afterwards with some Irish and Celtic goodies for people to have afterwards. Nice. So it sounds like this this one in particular is really pulling from across the community yes. to bring people in. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have a real passion for wanting to get... Uh, local artists to come and perform with us. And that's everything from professional artists who have been playing in the Dallas area or even all over the country for years and years and high school students or middle school students or children's choirs. Um, Some of our concerts in the past, we've had Park Hill Junior High, uh, the choir from there has joined us uh, twice. Uh, We've had the children's choir from here at First Methodist has joined us before on a Christmas concert. So we're really all about spreading the love of singing in the community. And uh, we try to do that through partnerships with different groups. And so with a concert like this, kind of on a, a more personal note, I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Sure. Would they be good ages still to come? Absolutely. Or more towards adults? No, or? absolutely. Okay. Uh, we try to do concerts that are not uh, geared towards one age range or another. We, we try to find something where everybody can sing along. Everybody can find something that they can sing along to. And um, We've done concerts before where uh, when we did The Land We Love, uh, we did some really familiar songs by Stephen Foster. We did some, uh, some Woody Guthrie songs, This Land is Your Land. And then we also did American Pie by Don McLean. So that's something I think that a lot of people uh, have heard that song on the radio or are real familiar with that song. So, And I had people come up to me after the concert and say, I, I did not expect to hear this at a choir concert. But that's really what we want to do is engage our audience. Um, I've been to many, many concerts in the past where you come in and you sit down and you listen and then an hour or an hour and a half or however long later, you get up and you go home. But for ours, you know, we want to engage our audience. And uh, one way we did that on our last Christmas concert was we bought about 500 kazoos and we handed them out to people as they came in. And we started, I guess if you want to call it the Richardson Kazoo Ensemble, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> we started that past Christmas on Jingle Bells. And so when you hear about 475 people playing kazoos, it really is, it's an interesting sound to hear. But having people have fun and being engaged in our concerts was something that's really important for us and something we try to do every single concert that we do. 
That's so cool. And I really loved what you had said on your website about making Richardson a singing city. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if you can just talk a little more about the importance of music and singing in particular to a city like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Music is something I think that everyone loves. Uh, We may not all love the same style of music or the same singer or instrumentalist or composer, uh, but I think we can all agree that music is a big part of our lives. Um, Even from the time when we're young children, I think one of the first things that uh, children do is they learn simple songs, Itsy Bitsy Spider or Row, Row, Row Your Boat, or as my son, who's two, he loves Wheels on the Bus. Um, and so what we do is we every time we get in the car, he says, Daddy, sing Wheels on the Bus. And so we sing Wheels on the Bus, but he tells me, put a lion on the bus, yes. put an elephant on the bus. <laughs> Daddy put, or a superhero, he'll say, Daddy, put the Hulk on the bus. You know, so nice. we all, it's all funny kind of things. But children, they love to sing. And um, one of our goals with Making Richardson a Singing City was getting children involved, getting youth involved, getting adults involved as, as members of the crowd or audience members, getting senior citizens involved. We go out to a lot of um, senior citizen uh, centers, uh, the Senior Citizen Center here in Richardson we've gone to several times, uh, but also nursing homes, rehab facilities, places like that where we can go and sing for residents. Uh, we've been to the hospital, uh, I believe it's up on Renner. Uh, Methodist Hospital. We've been up there before uh, to do a concert. When you think about music, it really goes with important times in our lives. Birthdays, people sing. People sing happy birthday. Weddings, there's music. Funerals and celebrations, uh, services of celebration, we sing. Churches and synagogues on Saturdays or Sundays or whatever day it might be, people sing. Christmas time, you think about all the great Christmas songs, sporting events, the national anthem, God Bless America. Music is all around us all the time. Whether we notice it or not, you know, I think that's the thing. But uh, we want people to have a love and an appreciation for singing in Richardson. So I think that goes to uh, what your question was about making Richardson a singing city is, is making people have a love and have an appreciation for singing. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, um, I was curious if there are other programs similar to this, other mm-hmm. community corrals in other cities, and if mm-hmm. so, maybe what have y'all pulled from them, um, but mm-hmm. also kind of what makes Richardson's special or different that you've noticed? Sure. Uh, yeah, there are community corrals and professional corrals and uh, what are called choral societies. Uh, a lot of those uh, choral societies or professional corrals, even civic corrals, um, are auditioned. People learn a piece of music and they go in and everybody gets in line and they have their time to sing a minute or two or however long it might be. But one thing that I, I took from some of my mentors was that people just want to get together and sing. And you want to try to make it a fun atmosphere, not such a serious atmosphere. And we do take our concerts and our music very seriously, but we want to have fun. We joke around and, and we, uh, you know, I let them talk for a second in rehearsal while we're working on something. But uh, we, we try to make sure that people enjoy their time with the RCC. It's not such a strict thing. So we want people to, to enjoy themselves. But really, when you think about community groups and choral groups, uh, they go back centuries, uh, whether it was church choirs, barbershop groups. I think people that sing... Uh, it makes them very happy. It makes them very happy to sing. And that's why our motto uh, with the Richardson Community Chorale is sing for joy. Put it on a lot of our uh, concert posters and, and things before. But we had a concert, actually, that was just called Sing for Joy. Uh, and I wanted to highlight that kind of as our motto for our singers and for the community. You know, being that we're a non-auditioned ensemble, uh, we do welcome folks of any musical experience uh, to make music with us. Uh, We have singers in their 20s and singers in their late 80s and early 90s. Uh, So that's the thing is music can bring generations together. 
uh, in a way that not many things can. Uh, there are things, but music, I think, is special uh, in that way. One of the big things that I've taken from from other uh, choral groups that I've worked with and in other communities is that we uh, wanted to provide scholarships uh, for students. Uh, so we have some, we have two college students who are choral interns, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a, a stipend that's paid to them throughout the semester, and they're paid to come in and help be leaders in their section. It gives them experience singing in a um, somewhat professional atmosphere. Um, And then we also provide free concerts. That's been a big thing for us. It's something that I've taken from other groups before, is that there's just not that many things in life nowadays that you can bring your kids and your spouse and your friends and your family to that don't cost a whole lot of money. So our concerts, like I said, are usually about an hour. And it was just very important to me that we have free concerts. So then that goes, you know, into when you talk about financials, it's um, it's hard because we, we do have to write some grants. Uh, we do take donations at our concerts. Uh, we do have some very generous uh, folks who've helped us uh, in the past um, underwrite some costs that we've had. But using this facility, uh, using uh, Arapaho when we were there, uh, you know, using the facilities cost money. And and not having ticket revenue, I think, um, I think gave us a challenge at first. But we have a great board who are, are just an incredible group of folks who are very dedicated to having this uh, corral be a success. You know, I know you don't have auditions, but do you have certain times in the year where you take new members? What sure. do we do if we sure, want to sure, get sure. We can, um, I, I mean, I always love having people come and sing with us. And, and before we've had uh, folks come, even two or three weeks before a concert, oh, really? just to sit okay. in yeah. and see what the group is like, to see if it's something they'd be interested in singing. Hmm. Um, so, as I said, if, 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 they, if they want to do that, it's totally fine. Come and check it out. We're here on Monday nights at First United Methodist at 7 p.m., uh, so anytime they'd really love to come and, and, and check us out, they can do that. Uh, they can find out more uh, information about us by sending us an email. Uh, it's richardsoncommunitycorral at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, uh, at Richardson Community Corral. Uh, we have an Instagram page as well, and that's at RC Corral. And then our website is rccorral.com. Dot org. And we always have extra music at our rehearsal, so anybody that, you know, say they leave it at home or something happens, uh, we have extra music for that. But really, for anybody that wants to just come in, uh, that hears about it from a friend or uh, seen something on social media, uh, we always welcome people to come and check us out. That is so cool. And we'll be sure to link to all of those mm-hmm. in the show notes, too. Absolutely. Well, the last question I have, mm-hmm. um, or the next to the last, but is one that I ask everybody I interview, and mm-hmm. that's what is your favorite place or business organization, anything in Richardson that sure. you want to give a shout out? Sure, to? sure, sure. Uh, there are so many great places um, that I love to go to in Richardson. One in particular would be Guitars and Growlers. Um, it's down the street from our house. And um, my wife and I have been there to hear some music before, and uh, we love their pizzas. Their pizzas are great. Um, I mean, all their food is great. Uh, but we really love uh, going to get their pizzas every once in a while. And um, Amy, who I know that, that uh, is one of the owners there, she's, uh, she's incredible. But, yeah, Guitars and Growlers with the live music, great food, uh, is one of my favorite spots in Richardson uh, to get to go to every once in a while. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. The Richardson Community Corral's April concert has been postponed until we navigate through this COVID-19 crisis. You can follow the Corral on Instagram or at their website for the latest updates, and we'll link to those in the show notes. 
Also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram or at thisisrichardson.com. We would love to hear from you during this challenging time, especially if there's a way that we can help or encourage you. Thanks again for listening to This Is Richardson. I'm Tiffany Norris, and let's all keep singing. This is Richardson as part of the On The Go FM Network.